hey, we've all prayed to toilets in our moments of weakness. We watched Toilet Bound How to Go Coon, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you, as always, is me, your host, producer, Weeb of All Trades, and overprotective exorcist, PJ. And me, your sadomasochistic twin, Skylar. And joining us today once again is our friend and newest student at Kamame Academy, Noelle. Heck yeah, I'm back! Whoop, whoop! <laughs> whoop, whoop! And you are back as this week we are watching Toilet-Bound Hanako-kun as we continue through Best of 2020 month. So tell me, Noel, based on the name Toilet Bound Hanako-kun, what did you think this anime was going to be about? I had a few thoughts, all revolving around toilets, because that was a word I recognized. <laughs> you didn't recognize the word bound? Not at all. Just toilet. <laughs> no, my first thought, I was like swirlies, right? You know, when they like shove your head in a toilet and they flush it and then you're sad. So I don't know why I was thinking that, but I was like... Hanaku-kun is probably a name of a kid who is constantly bullied, and every day he is toilet-bound because he's bound for the toilet. And this is, like, his journey of how he's oppressed, but, like, how he becomes the oppressor. You know, I don't know. I just, that's what I thought. He doesn't even just, like, stand up for himself. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to oppress you now. Yeah. it, It had to go a little bit past that, too. Now I am the bully. So that was, like, my first one that I'm really leaning into. But I did have a few honorable just like mention thoughts that I wanted to share with you. Um, I was thinking next toilets could be magical portals to universes or dimensions. And I thought that could be a fun little twist, you know, go into the toilet today. Would you have to like stand in it and flush yourself down to go to the other world? Maybe. I hadn't given a lot of thought to how it works. Maybe you have to like lean over it and whisper like open up toilet and then it just like grabs you i i don't know but i like the idea of flushing yourself down it (laughs) i love the magical words open up toilet (laughs) yeah yeah it's like open sesame but not and then i was also thinking maybe uh someone has food poisoning and now they like live at the toilet i don't know how that was going to expand into multiple episodes and then um my last thought a little bit more serious because the last time we um did an anime together it was more serious than i was actually thinking but i was thinking like maybe we're going to tackle eating disorders and educating people on it but ultimately i landed on this kid is getting hazed and then he becomes a bully later on i like the epic hack abuse plot that you are going with we're gonna teach folks the danger wait why would it be epic hack abuse why not just like making yourself throw up oh because it was like a super super popular trend because it was easier because what was happening was models were getting stomach acid on their fingers after like prolonged use and it was just easier because all you had to do is take a shot and then they would like throw up and it was all good it's not good <laughs> Epic hack sales rise sharply after a new Kawaii Disappointment episode. I was going to say, well, I mean, it was like the whole tapeworm uh, pills that models were eating. Don't forget, kids, eating disorders are bad. So, I mean, follow-up question to that, though. Like, did the pills have a tapeworm in it, or did it have the same effect as a tapeworm? No, it has a tapeworm in it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, I joke about that, but I would never actually want one. Yeah. Well, because, like, they eat everything you eat. So you're, like, you can eat as much as you want. And then, like, yeah, it's eating it for you, which is very dangerous. Don't do that. Yeah, I had a tapeworm in middle school. You did? I've told you this before, Skylar. Then I guess I'll respond, you did? 
<laughs> yeah, I had a tapeworm for like a month. It was the worst. I constantly felt terrible. Can I ask how you got rid of it? Like, is it just through poop? I, I, eventually, you just pass it. Yeah. Or you take medicine. I'm. Or you take medicine. Yeah. You didn't take it. It just passed. I just on like its own. starved it for a few days. You know, I have a romanticized view of tapeworms that came from Futurama, uh, where I, oh. I, oh. <laughs> It's not the same thing, but that's kind of what I think about. I mean, I will say I was losing a lot of weight that month. There you go. There you go. But you were feeling horrible. Oh, yeah. I would throw up every day after I ate. They do say that beauty is pain. And I was beautiful. That's why I was beautiful once. (laughs) (laughs) Just looking at pictures of me from like those that one month in seventh grade where I was like emaciated. Oh, no. The pictures you look back on and go, my goal weight. (laughs) (laughs) well uh eating disorders aside uh i i'm very interested i like that you came with like honorable mention theories and we low-key ended up talking about those more than your actual theory right i felt like i had to come up with some more (laughs) uh and honestly there's not a ton to go off here so i don't necessarily know how much or how little your opinion changed but once you saw the poster did your thoughts change so i mean Yes and no. Instead of believing in one theory, I uh, looked at the poster and I went, I could see two theories working together as one on this. And so I truly believe that it's going to be the that the swirlies are still happening. They're still hazing. But also, I do actually believe the, the toilet is a portal. Maybe they're traveling dimensions through the portal or through the toilet portal to gain confidence and bravery and then like a need for vengeance and then that's how they kind of emerge as like the toilet oppressor i think both can work very well together (laughs) oh the newest superhero the toilet oppressor (laughs) i love it yeah (laughs) um so i'm curious to find out which of these you think is going to be the toilet oppressor so why don't we go through the characters on the poster so why don't we start on the right with this redheaded boy in blue? So I think that he's Swirly Kid, like the one who gets the swirlies and oh, then... Oh, the victim? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will say, like, looking at the poster and then developing my ideas, I then thought the characters had different things going on with them. But anyways, I thought Swirly Kid is the one who finds his confidence and he becomes like the hero of his own story. And that's why you kind of see him trying to save his like little pink haired, strawberry blonde gal friend because he's like trying to, I don't know, like it looks like he's pushing into her and the smirky guy. And then he's like looking back all scared. So he is trying to protect her. Okay. Uh, why don't you tell me more about this girl she that he is trying to protect, the silver haired girl being embraced? So I saw her and I was like, She's got to be friends with blonde, you said red, we'll say blonde red. I thought it was blonde, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, I I will say I wrote this before having watched the anime, uh, and in the poster it looks like a redhead, but no, in the anime he is blonde. But I also was like, well, it looked redheaded to me, so I didn't want to confuse you just in case you also saw what I saw. Good to know I'm wrong. Well, it's that's okay, because I tend to think true blonde is my blonde, but I always have to remind myself, like, I am on the just far end of the spectrum where I'm just into platinum. platinum. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's unfair to say that like the strawberry blondes don't count. And that's where I was like, okay, like he's probably blonde and I'm just being, you know, platinum bougie. So all the strawberry blondes begin boycotting our podcast. (laughs) Because you dare have somebody who believes platinum is the only blonde. He's blonde. So his friend, the girl who's like in the middle 
they are like good friends. And so when Swirly Kid discovers the toilet dimension, he's like, oh my gosh, like I want to show my friend. And um, so he brings her. And then like once she gets there, she's like, this is freaky. I don't like it. And then she like goes back and is always telling him like, it's dangerous to go through the toilet portal. And like, I know you're getting bullied, but don't do it. I get weird vibes from that. And then like this kind of ties into someone that you haven't asked me about yet, but the guy holding her. Uh, well, you know what? I'll When we talk about him, I'll go to that part. <laughs> Well, let's talk about it. Tell me, tell me about this boy with the uniform and uh, the, we'll say face bandage. And smirk. Smirk, yep. Smirking guy with hat. I didn't think that he was the original, like, bully. I thought that he was someone who kind of lived in the toilet dimension. And then when he saw, like, Swirly Kid arrive, he was like, ooh, um, I can use him to take my place in the toilet dimension because this is how the toilet dimension works. Um, you can't leave it unless you have someone to take your place. It's kind of, ooh. like, soul swapping. And so he was just like, this kid can come and go as he pleases. And I, like, want that. And so he, like, manages to escape the toilet realm. And then and he decides like pink hair, silvery hair gal is like a real easy target. And so he like grabs her and he's like, I'm going to put you into the toilet realm so that way I can stay out of it. And then that's when Swirly Kid is like, no, don't like, don't put her there. She doesn't want to go. And then, you know, I'm sure other things happen too. But that's what I thought was happening there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure other things happen too. Uh, I actually really like this this story. It, it's it kind of reminds me of something like, and this is such a weird pull for it, but it reminds me kind of like of like Bridge to Terabithia in a weird way, where it's like this kid who is kind of like escaping like a bad circumstance and ends up kind of finding this other thing. And it's kind of reversed though, where like the girl is the one that's like, I think you're maybe taking this too far. And the boy's like, no, this is like the world I want to be a part of. But then you have like this, this interesting like spirit swap situation going on here that I'm very curious to see how it culminates, you know, because, you know, freedom is important for everybody. So I'm curious to see what the resolution is going to be. Yeah. There's another character on this poster. I don't know if you've noticed, but it is called Junk Floating Around. <laughs> it's like My bedroom. The entire poster, other than the three of them and a building. And um, I just decided that that is all the stuff that has flushed down the toilets and now has landed in the dimensions. And I felt that it was really important to address them as I forgot to give any backstory to the kitties last time. So. <laughs> okay, so we are flushing down a jar of jam, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a fish. Yep. Well, I mean, in all due fairness, the fish usually go down the toilet. That's like oh, actually, a normal you're thing. Right. You're right. That was dumb <laughs> no, of me. I'm the sorry. fish makes a ton of sense. The scissors don't make a ton of sense. No. I'm just saying you could have been like, you could have tripped. You could have been cutting your own hair and then, ooh, yikes, they like dropped it in the toilet and then it vanished because it's a no, portal. This jam or jelly bottle is the one that's fucking me up because like who so if they go with your theory where they tripped and dropped something who's fucking eating jam or jelly or marmalade in a bathroom stall uh a it's a swirly boy because he's trying to get ahead of the bullies and just stay there that way they can't find him to bring him there or he's just eating his lunch and hiding skylar Uh, hey look someone threw a, a bloody handprint down the toilet the one i'm most shook about is the lit candle 
Because <laughs> did it fall in lit or did it get lit afterwards? I think that one also makes sense because you light a match on a candle to like dissipate your poop smell and then it just like fell in. Oh, what about the butterfly? Well, Maybe. the butterfly. It's a magic toilet portal, you guys. I don't know why There's you're questioning. Too. Well, yeah, you're hiding, <laughs> you're hiding the murder weapon. <laughs> Okay, well, all of this junk, you know, I'm I'm very curious to see <laughs> where we get come from this junk, you know, these like plushy bunnies, this bloody handprint. I'm just saying weird things get flushed. <laughs> these floating spirit orbs. But with all of that, I'm very curious to see how much of this, you know, is comes to fruition <laughs> after we watch episodes one and two of Toilet Bon Hanako-kun. So uh, I encourage you all to join us in watching it because it is amazing. And we'll be right back. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. We had Noelle watch episodes one and two of Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun. Noelle, tell us, what did you think? I really, really liked them. I I don't think I was correct in (laughs) what I thought was happening, but I also don't think I was too far away from the vibe of it. (laughs) You had some closeness. Like, you were like, if someone with really bad vision lost their glasses and they had selective hearing disorder watched this anime, they would have been like, yeah. That's exactly what this anime is about. (laughs) So basically, if I took my glasses off, that would have been me. (laughs) And you made some future guesses, too. Oh, things that PJ hasn't even seen yet. Because I'm Skylar and I've read all of the manga. (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to say it at the top. Uh, So PJ uh, was watching the two episodes and he texted me. I was at work. I was busy. And he was just like, hey, I just saw the two first episodes. I want to watch the rest of this anime with you. I think you'll really like it. I think you'll think it's really funny. And so I came home. He got to rewatch the two first episodes with me. And holy fuck, I love this so much. Well, let's see how we kind of got to this anime that Skylar seems to love so much by talking about some uh, some of its history, by going through some housekeeping. So Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun is based on the manga by Ai Dalro that ran in monthly G-Fantasy magazine from June 2014 to the present day for a current total of 16 volumes. There is a spin-off manga titled After School Boy Hanukkah-kun, which follows the characters in more lighthearted stories. The anime was directed by Masami Ando and done by Studio Lerche. It ran from January to March of 2020 for 12 episodes. In addition to that, there has also been a stage musical adaptation of the anime done in Japan. But since it is so new, that is kind of all the context we have as of now. With that, let's jump into episode one and two. In Kamame Academy, there are seven mysteries, or the seven wonders. The seventh and most famous one of all is Hanukkah-san of the Toilet. A ghost girl set to reside in the third stall of the girl's bathroom on the third floor, with the ability to grant a single wish for the appropriate price. Yashiro Nene, a first-year high school student, approaches the cubicle intending to wish for a happy romance with her crush and popular senior student, Teru Minamoto, only to realize that the Hanako-san of the rumors is actually a boy. As Yashiro laments Hanako's lack of ghostly magical items to help her, she discovers a pair of mermaid scales from him that are traditionally used in matchmaking. The people who swallow these will be cursed greatly, but be tied by an unbreakable bond. Yashiro swallows the scales, but inadvertently overhears Teru revealing that he likes a girl already. Without anyone to share the curse with, she turns into a fish, the servant of a monstrous mermaid. Yashiro apologizes for her behavior, realizing that she was actually fine with anyone 
so long as she was loved. Hanako defeats the mermaid as it comes to collect its new servant and agrees to swallow the other scale, reducing the curse on her so that she will only turn into a fish when she comes into contact with water, and allowing him to manifest a physical body. At the same time, she now shares a bond with someone, fulfilling two of her wishes. Yashiro becomes Hanako's human assistant and is forced to spend her afternoons cleaning the toilets for him. Incidents of people losing things suddenly spike in the school, culminating with even the loss of school's locker doors. Aoi Akane, Yashiro's best friend and the school's most popular girl, tells her of the recent rumor, Yosei-san. Horrifying fairies that purposefully steal from humans and the warning never to look these apparitions in the eye. Yashiro accidentally stumbles upon a trail of the lost things and espies a monstrous creature with multiple eyeballs. But Hanako saves her from it. The creature splits into numerous small pink rabbit-like supernaturals known as Moke. As supernaturals are unable to go against their rumors lest they disappear from the world, Hanako asks that Yashiro change the Moke's rumors for him, then is charged with a duty to maintain the school's supernaturals. A third-year middle school student and young exorcist, Kominomoto, arrives at the rooftop to exorcise Hanako. As Yashiro defends him, she is disturbed by Ko's warning that Hanako is a dangerous and murderous spirit who uses a kitchen knife as his weapon of choice due to him having killed someone with it. Although Ko initially gains the upper hand with his Minamoto's family's sacred lightning weapon, Hanako successfully incapacitates him and expresses hope in the young boy's potential. He then vows that he will not disappear because God gave him the role of managing supernaturals to atone for his sins when he was still alive. Yashiro expresses her concern for him, after the skirmish, to which Hanako comments that she can still somehow be friends with the murderer and walks off cheerfully. It is only then that Yashiro realizes that she doesn't know anything about him, and that's episodes one and two of Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. So PJ, I need you to either put the background from BuzzFeed Unsolved with Ryan Bergara talking, or that one creepy pasta sound everyone uses on TikTok. So, Noel, let's learn about the origins of Hanako-kun. So... Japan surprisingly has a bunch of urban legends surrounding bathrooms. They kind of talk about it in the first episode when she was like, where's the red jumper? Where's the little girl? So that's the original legend. It's this little girl, white shirt, red jumper, kind of a bowl cut black hair. And um, people say that she died for various ways because that's how urban legends are some people say that her parents murdered her or she committed suicide my favorite one is she was playing hide and seek during an air raid during world war ii you know she was killed and destroyed in that bathroom and it says if you go to the bathroom on the third floor and you knock three times on the third stall and say hanukukun 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 are you there and then she'll answer yes i am and again, it varies. Um, some people say that she turns into a three-headed lizard and will eat you in half. Some people say that she will pull you into the toilet and they think the toilet is a portal to hell. Ah. So, mm, mm, it's very Bloody Mary. But it wouldn't be a coon because that's a male honorific. I mean, do we feel like Harry Potter kind of stole some of this lore with the like moaning Myrtle situation? I've never thought about it like that, but yes, yes, I do. Yeah, it's like yeah. Moaning Myrtle meets Bloody Mary, essentially. Moaning Mary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so I mean, obviously, they kind of talk about it in episode two, but like yokai and like, you know, spirit stories are very prevalent in Japanese society, Japanese community. So that is what, kind of where you get the legend of Hanako-ku, or of Hanako-san, which is why, you know, obviously why Nene is like, or... Yashiro, depending on who you ask, is so shocked when uh, Hanako ends up being a boy. It did surprise me, too, because, you know, they were playing it up. I mean, I guess that's all you can go off of is the rumors you're hearing them say, which is really fun how much and how often rumors are kind of just being spread. 
yeah. between the two episodes that we watched and then come to find how rumors affect lore and how lore affects what the apparitions can and can't do. And I thought that that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, effectively, the biggest bad of the first two episodes, and obviously, probably as we continue on, is essentially just a podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I literally wrote XOXO Gossip Girl. <laughs> Um, in my notes. She's just over there. She's got her like nice little mic set up with her pop filter in front of it. And she's just like, hey guys, welcome to Supernatural Hour where I tell you about all of the ghosts of the Academy. I'm Alan Minky with um, <laughs> Lore. Take care out there. <laughs> Stay safe. We get all these losses. Uh, we're just like this episode. We're just mocking every other Supernatural thing. Hey, I would do it. I fucking love this shit. I was the kid. Well, I can't say that. When we were kids, everyone was talking about ghost stories constantly, right? You were constantly hearing ghost stories as a child in elementary school. Please tell me I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kids are kids are fascinated by the unknown. And, you know, ghosts are real, so there are stories. It was so funny. Um, I was at work, and I wasn't a lead this night, so I got to, like, uh, relax. And I told everyone, like, oh, yeah, I really love ghost stories. And literally, <laughs> everyone was like, please tell me ghost stories. So, like, for a full, like, 20 minutes, we were folding laundry. It was fine. For that full 20 minutes, I was just saying, like, Korean and Japanese uh, ghost stories. And Lauren, like, walked in on us, and we're like, we're not doing it. It's I mean, fine. there's... Nothing wrong with storytelling while you're doing work. There's, um, you know, a whole just, I don't think generation is the right word, but that's how a lot of people got through their work. <laughs> that's my favorite song from Snow White. Uh, tell Korean ghost stories while you work. Okay, I just wasn't sure talking about like severed Korean ghosts who pull people onto train tracks is work appropriate. But as long as everyone involved is okay with listening yeah. to it and you're yeah. not subjecting someone, I to was it, gonna it's say fine. just just know your audience and yeah. you know. Honestly, read the I hints. did <laughs> ask everyone because I'm respectful of everyone. But let's actually talk about this anime. <laughs> I know we're about you know twenty. 20 plus minutes in and have not really talked about it at all. <laughs> it was really hard for me to get a read on Hanako because when I saw him, I was a little confused because I was wondering why he was being so nice to her about the consequences of her wishes. Like he was kind of talking her out of it. And I was like, either he's really nice or he's just an amazing salesman who is just putting in like the double time to really make sure that she gets screwed. The best manipulator. Yeah. And then I felt like after episode one, I was like, okay, like he's sweet. But then as we get into episode two, I kind of started getting possessive, creepy vibes. And then I just <laughs> all of a sudden wasn't surprised to hear that he was a murderer before he became an apparition. And so a child murderer. I yeah. mean, as in he was a child when he was murdering, not not that he killed. Well, he I mean, <laughs> if he was murdering other children, then yes, he is also yeah, still a child like, murderer <laughs> as a child. <laughs> He's a child, child murderer. But it's just like, why do you think he has that knife? And I was like, I never thought about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Why is he a ghost? Which BT dubs murder weapon flush down the toilet i'm exactly. just saying <laughs> that's what we were saying well like yeah hanako is obviously very hard to recharacter that's actually a big plot point for yashiro a lot is like that she will just kind of be like 
oh, I literally don't know what he's thinking right now. And it's like a very constant point throughout the show. And, you know, he does kind of change on a dime. And I think a lot of it, and even like without the context of the rest of the series, feels like a defense mechanism. Because it's really anytime things start getting serious, he kind of like goes into like a very jovial tone and a very jovial mood. But I also like how, God, like Dr. Durrells, I like how just damn funny he is. (laughs) Yes. I mean, uh, Skylar knows this because I literally will say this all the time while we're home in the apartment i'll just be walking around being like kokeshi it's kind of (laughs) sexy which is actually the japanese audio of that is actually a very popular sound on uh the anime side of tiktok and i never knew where it was from until we watched this but i literally will just be like kokeshi it's It's kind of sexy That's fun. <laughs> it's a great little Marco Polo because I could also pop out of the room and be like, Kokashi, and then PJ it's will. It's kind of sexy. <laughs> I'm really happy you guys have this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to get it out of the way because it's really just all I want to talk about. But mm-hmm. obviously, there's also a lot of other things I want to talk about. This just maybe has one of my favorite art styles I've ever yes. seen in like anything ever. Yeah. Yes. I love 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 how they do the art and it looks like they have like little paper bitties like cut out i got paper fives maybe you didn't so (laughs) yeah this is something that i like am obsessed with and wanted to talk about the theater frames with the curtains and the the paper roses and stuff with the black and the red it reminds me so much of revolutionary girl utina it also reminded me of revolutionary girl utina when at the very beginning when those two like almost non-figures are spreading rumors to each other where i literally was like is this a reference to revolutionary girl utina it probably is so much of this actually now that you mention it is a reference to revolutionary girl utina (laughs) This is just modern day revolutionary girl Utena, but with less lesbians and more ghosts. And less car sex. Uh, obviously not, though. <laughs> uh, it's not, It's obviously not. But there's actually a lot of homage. Like, you're right. Like, that opening scene has to have been a little reference to Utena. A lot of the frames with the roses and everything, especially, like, the turning roses. I was like, yeah, this is very Utena. Mm-hmm. But overall, like, I just love, like, the thick lines they have in this. And the colors. The colors are so poppy. Like, it's kind of something we were talking about last week with Great Pretender, where this month we have a lot of just dynamic art styles and I, I really do think like there's like this new trend in anime of people trying to be like, no, like there's more that can be done with this medium than what has been done with it. And I'm really loving it. Like I'm loving this new aesthetics that people are bringing. Obviously, they're not wholly new. Like I've seen stuff like this before. It reminds me a little of like Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt, uh, like that okay. similar art style. But like it's just it does it so beautifully and so vividly and you know you constantly get like panels and frames like that just subvert shots where it almost feels like you're like watching like a if you've ever watched one of those like where someone animates a graphic novel and they like literally just move the things inside the frame you get it's so much of that it's so good it's so well done yeah it's gorgeous i agree (laughs) obviously i love it so much but and i also love how they also regardless of how unique their art style is they're also not afraid to subvert it like the amount of times that they go from like these like very big beautiful bold lines to like their faces are just like two dots to like convey an emotion (laughs) is also so funny like they do so many hilarious things with their art style which is a trope of you know an anime but they do it in their own way at the same time yes honestly this anime is so fucking funny like 
I love it. And it's also so sentimental, too, at the same time. Yes, this anime is a lot of things. I will say, like, I have not laughed this hard at an anime in a long time. But I also, uh, as the show has gone on, cried a lot at this anime. It is very emotional, uh, which did kind of lead to, like, a funny interaction on Twitter. Because when I posted the, the, like, lineup for the month, and I put this under best comedy, because I specifically only listed what the anime has listed as its genres. And for this one, it's comedy and supernatural. We had another anime that in the month that fit the supernatural theme. So I just put it under comedy. And this Hanako-kun fan page was like, comedy? And I was like, it's funny. I know it makes us cry, but guys, it's hilarious. It's pretty great. Oh my god. But and I like that though, regardless of how funny or because you get almost all of that spectrum in the first episodes. Like you have the comedy of kind of everything that's going on. You also have like the very sentimental and sad moments. Like the moment where Yashido is kind of just pondering like every choice she's made where she's like, Wow, now that I might ego. be dead, like I realize that like I literally was just chasing these guys to feel like a sense of validation and purpose. And I was like, Wow, that's like very deep. Well, you know, she was she was deep in the water. Damn. So <laughs> she had to go there. No, but I mean, I when I was watching it, I remember thinking, God, this girl is so shallow. How can her entire life be about these boys who aren't giving her any attention? And then I just had to like take a step back and be like, Noelle, do you remember how you were when you were 13 and 14? Like to sit here as a 32-year-old and go, how can a first year feel like boys are their entire life? Okay, well, you know. That's that's of that age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it totally is. It's it's very yeah, it's very well done and realistic. But yeah, I also had that thought where I was like, damn, homegirl like is basing her entire personality and life based off of these guys that she's like not even like into. She's just infatuated with the idea of being with them. Yeah, and then talking about how I joined the garden club so I could seem more feminine because that's what that first guy said he liked and then he said her legs looked like were those turnips no dot dot daikons which are um horseradishes yeah so i was just like oh my god that's like (laughs) really cruel (laughs) also high school (laughs) yeah and i mean that ends up honestly being like a very common thing for her because i at first thought it was just the art style to have her legs look like that and then no she's the only fucking character that has these like thick legs it's so funny the escalation that begins to happen with her fucking legs. <laughs> and it's nice because like she's so like pretty. And you know, I also like I just like her characterization a lot, like because she is like goth and like I was gonna say, weird. she's a goth babe and I love her. Yeah, like she wears her little like skull brooch and when she's like trying to get the other Minamoto, not Ko, but yeah. The popular guy Spoiler that she's into. Alert, they're brothers. They say both of their last names in the show. Yeah. And oh, I, I didn't catch that. And they look exactly <laughs> the fucking same. Oh, no. You're knitting. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> after like hanging out for a while, she finds out they're brothers. And she's like, how can I not catch that? <laughs> and they look exactly the fucking same to the first time I watched it. I was like, wait, is this the guy? This is what? Why is it? Why are his teeth so sharp? But regardless, her whole like goth babe aesthetic going, and like when she's trying to impress the older oh, brother, when he makes the lunch. she makes like the lunch, but she makes it like like cute little <laughs> bento monsters. That was so cool. <laughs> I was well, like, see- that's so sick. He's so unappreciative. 
Noelle, that's a very popular trope when like girls make lunches. They make like the shapes and stuff into like cute little kitties or cute little bunnies and like hearts. Or the ever famous sausage octopus. Oh, I love those. They're so good. Um, so seeing the little monster bentos was so great. I fucking loved it. I will say though, like, even though she's a little messy and kind of freaky, like she has such a big heart and she is so caring. And like the fact that she wouldn't give him the other scale when he told that other girl, I have feelings for someone else. And she was like, I can't, I can't take that away from him. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What a little cutie pie. (laughs) Yeah, she's just so considerate and caring. And, you know, I just I thought that that was also really nice because that is an age where people generally tend to be a little more selfish, um, less thinking about others. So, right. Good on her. And same thing with Hanukkah, like the way that she treats him, like, you know, he has a very like sad, introspective moment where he's like, honestly, it's nice feeling like I have a friend again. And she's like, no, we like are friends, you know, like and even when uh, when Ko goes to attack Hanako and he and she's like no go away get away from my friend like I will like straight up fight you yeah. and he's like he's a murderer though and she's like oh, okay but like but even then afterwards still. like she's like yeah but he's still my friend like he didn't murder me <laughs> <laughs> But even then, Hanako is also, like, a very compassionate character. Like, again, the fact that he wasn't, like, he's like, no, I'm not going to give you, like, this magical thing. Like, I'm just going to try to help you with, like, literal advice. And then, like, the second that she, like, took the the mermaid scales and he's like, literally, please don't swallow this. And then she just kind of is, like, a teenage girl about it and swallows it and is like, you're mean. You had the answer all along. He's like, damn it. But then he, like, saves her from the mermaid. And even when he's interacting with Ko and he's like, hey, I see so much potential in you, kid. You're hurting yourself, though. You're not ready to do this. But, like, I know that you can one day. (laughs) Yes. He's such a cutie. I fucking love him. And you fall more and more in love with him as, like, the anime and the manga go on. I do like the mermaid, uh, how she's drawn so scary, because, like, mermaids are scary, and they do like to kidnap and murder people. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that, like, how sirens are supposed to be, these beautiful water creatures that are super luring, but then, like, you get there and they're just these creepy little teeth-ridden scaly monsters. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so there's this audio on TikTok. PJ, do you want to do the rated P thing for me? Oh, this shit rated porn! (laughs) Which is how we felt when he fucking puts that scale in his mouth. I was like, oh! There's so can I say there's so many moments where I was like, God, this is steamy. Like, <laughs> okay, so it wasn't just me being like creepy and going, oh, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not only a thing, but me and Skylar just keep like screaming and like looking at each other. Like, so many points throughout this entire anime because like Hanako is such a little thirst trapper. Like, <laughs> yes, he like, is. <laughs> He does so many moments where, like, you know, like, especially, like, that scale moment where he, like, is, like, holding on his tongue and he's, like, there'll be a price to pay. And you're, like, you'll pay with your body. And, like, or, like, even just later when he, like, grabs her by the, like, the face and, like, turns her face towards him. And he's, like, don't worry about it. Like, it's so many things like that. But I also like when you're talking about the scale part when he's like your body he immediately goes like into a like as my assistant i love that he kicks it off he's like what i'm looking from you is a strong work ethic (laughs) (laughs) and i was like same homeboy that's all i'm looking for from anybody (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, and then and then, but then also when he's like, "Why? What did you think I met?" <laughs> he knows exactly what he was doing. He's been around. You can tell by that costume he died in. Well, same thing. Like even like even like when he's being fought by Ko and Ko is like trying to like be like he's a murderer and then he like hugs her from behind and he's like gets cats out of the bag <laughs> <laughs> i'll murder you later tonight <laughs> ah! oh god but yeah that's the vibe it. like this this anime i get and the art lends itself to it like and there's so many other characters are like this too like especially once we start getting to the adult characters too so many of them are Ooh, also so hot too sexy too oh, sexy god so hot like literally every character in this is drawn in such a beautiful way regardless of like anything right like i love the art style i love the way that they draw their proportions their faces everyone's so drawn so pretty you know yeah when you see that fucking podcaster noelle is she hot she's a second goth babe every character in this is hot. so yeah let's just be honest okay <laughs> and but yeah the amount of tiktoks that are just people going through like pages from the manga with that audio that's the the shit rated porn is so many <laughs> especially because yeah hanukkah's like a little he's like a little perv player he's you know so perverted and he's he knows what he's doing like what you said he is pretty possessive of her i mean he technically does own her yeah and he's a ghost so like possession ah uh, uh. <laughs> Do you know why ghosts make such good lawyers? Why? Because possession's nine tenths of the law. Shut the Ooh. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. What? That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and but so kind of continuing with like these characters, like you also I do really like Ko. Like Ko is also very caring. Like he's like, no, like I'm trying to protect you. But I can't can I say about Ko? I love when he comes, he's like fulfilling every part of the fantasy that Yashino has. But the second he like lands and she sees him, like the fantasy fades away because she doesn't find him attractive. Womp womp. <laughs> but he clearly finds her attractive because when she, he's like, stop, he's like, oh, 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 okay, if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, he's feeling it. <laughs> oh God, you guys. Uh, I do like when she's having the daydream before that, though. And Hanukkah's like, was that me getting exercised in that daydream? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is secret from him. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, not everything in this anime is just hot. Some of it's just super duper cute. Like these moke. Yeah, the the little bunnies and their candies. Yeah, I like how cute their voices are, too. I like when they're, like, apologizing. They're like, we're sorry. They changed we, our rumors. We have to be awful if we want to still exist. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. And I they know. were like, we don't want to hurt anybody. And then when Yashida's like, I'll help them. I'll help these sweet babies. So they have little plushies of the moke on um, Amazon Noel. And like, there's three different designs. One has a uh, little Hanako's uh like face patch and the other one has her little skull brooch they're so fucking cute the skull brooch is everything I think that yes. would be the one I would get I love that when she's a fish she even has some semblance of that she little... has her full brooch like with like the ribbon and everything and it's so cute she yeah. is the cutest fucking fish Cleo move <laughs> aside <laughs> Uh, yeah no (laughs) i love her fish design there's actually a few people that sell like earrings of her fish design on etsy and i'm thinking of buying them 
Yep, 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 yep. Ooh, and then I would understand them. But yeah, the moke are so cute, and but they really do. It's a really good way of introducing the like the rumor aspect of it, which I really like the idea that you know they're fully based on the rumors, which also is kind of like a. I don't know, like a lesson in how rumors spread and the like, how they affect people and things, and how rumors could be really dangerous. Yeah, yeah. It also made me wonder. Then, did Hanako really murder people, or is that just like a rumor? And now he like lives it. Well, and there's like a very curious question that I don't even know the answer to because I've only I've watched all of the anime. Skylar has read all of the manga, so I don't know if Skylar has an answer. I don't need it because you know spoilers. But right. it's curious that somehow Hanako doesn't abide to his rumor at all because per rumor he should be a girl. Mm. I was thinking about that too because. Uh... It seems like he was in the business of already granting wishes, which was his like rumor. So maybe a plot hole. I don't think it gets answered. Hmm. Well, we'll have to wait and see. It's not remotely done. You know what I just remembered? Uh, when she, uh, when they are doing the like, hey, here's like the thing you need to do to try to get uh, Minamoto to like you. Uh, she, they do the like, all right, you're gonna put the toast in your mouth and you're gonna run at him, which is a big <laughs> thing in anime. Like uh, girls running with toast in their this mouth. Trope. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's one of my least favorite tropes because you know what? The bread would just get soggy and fall out of your mouth. Regardless, she's supposed to do that, and then he like does the cue too early and she if you listen to the background severely injured this boy this other boy she like knocked him fully down the stairs and they were like call an ambulance <laughs> i mean i would argue that hanako did not give the cue early she just ran early but because I will she say, thought i will say it's kind of his fault though because he's like all right when i send you the cue and then he's like go run that's going to be the cue. But she heard, go run. <laughs> like, you know, like whatever it was. Okay. Yeah, That's a little so. like, you know, he was a little uh, quick on the enthusiasm, I guess. Which is probably why it was so hard to read his motivation. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, the crazy vegan one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, when she tops off all the vegetables and he's like, did you like help out some vegan? <laughs> did you help did a you, vegan, cross, help a the vegan cross the street? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that's so funny. Oh, also, I mean, so many funny moments in that scene too. Like when she's like gonna go run to sew the button back onto his uh, sleeve, and all the girls start being like, "I'll sew your button," and that one guy rips off his shirt. And he's like, "Take my <laughs> buttons!" <laughs> and she's just like, it's a shadow of her standing there, going, "Um, I think that failed." <laughs> uh and speaking i do like that she kept it kept being like failure 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 and then it was like a little bit of a callback to it in episode two after um hanako just like gut punches ko and then and then he's just like winner <laughs> god i fucking love this anime so fucking much uh, it is yeah. a comedy. <laughs> it is a comedy. At least, if, I mean, and again, it has its very sad, very dark moments for sure. But it never stops being funny. Yeah, uh, it's and a that's good what balance. I really love about it. Because even in like those sad moments, like you know, some of the sadder moments we get with one of the newer characters you meet later on, you have some very funny moments in it as it's going on. That Skylar knows what I'm. Re- Skylar and the listeners probably know what I'm referencing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, 
overall, like I just really love the vibe. I really love the mood. And it's really culminated for me in the intro and outro, which I feel fitted so perfectly. So why don't we talk about the music of Toilet Bound Hanako-kun? So obviously throughout it in general, you have this very nice like string music playing in the background, which kind of fits the vibe really well. It's like almost like a little like ancient mystery kind of vibe. A little haunting. Yeah, a little haunting in a way. Yeah, I loved the sound design in this. So good. So well done. Yeah. And also, I guess I should say, we actually watched the English dub of this, which I I know we typically go with the Japanese, but the English dub of this is so well done. We also did watch it in sub and really also like the Japanese but the English is just a treasure. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> so let's move on then to talking about our actual music music for this anime. So let's talk about the intro and outro. So our opening song is Number 7 by Jibaki Shonen Band, which is a band that was formed specifically to perform the song for this anime, consisting of Yoji Ikuta, Masayoshi Oishi, and Zing. Noelle, tell me, what did you think of that opening? I enjoyed it a lot. It went back to that whole, like, we're coming in hard and, you know, we're getting you amped and we're getting you ready. And I enjoyed it a lot. I was, like, bobbing to the music. I was, like, sitting when I watched this, but I was, like, arm and hand dancing, um, which <laughs> threw off the dog a little bit. But, yeah, I was I was jamming. It was, it was awesome. I, the visuals to this are uh, stunning and so cool. Um, I just, I have to point out the, the weird invisible sexy moment between Hanako and someone biting his ear. <laughs> Again, so many sexy moments in this anime, even in the <laughs> intro. This whole anime is a Kokeshi doll because it's kind of sexy. It's kind of sexy. But yeah, I love this song. It's really good. Obviously, so many anime have original openings, right? That's not like a new thing. Right. But I like that they kind of formed like a mini super group to do it because they were like, no, like we know the vibe we want for this. And we're going to literally make a band just to make this song. And there's actually a full version of the song. There's like a three minute and 30 second version of the song you can find on Spotify, too. It's really good. I have it on my anime playlist. Also, there's a great cover that has Amelie and Nate wants to battle together. Two of the titans of English anime OP uh, covers. But yeah, I really love the it it rocks like it just rocks like it's so high paced and high energy but it's so well done and you get like you know your, your little like rap rocky breaks in the middle and i just i like everything about it it's really well done <laughs> i loved it it's so fun i like when it does the call back to them whispering the rumors like right at the top of it and then we get a completely different vibe, but just honestly, just as awesome of a vibe to me for the outro song, which is Tiny Light by Kito Akari, who is actually Yashiro's Japanese voice actress. <laughs>
Noel, what did you think of that song? So I know, like, you guys taught me that the outros tend to, you know, lull you. Not lull you. That's not a good word. But they they calm you. They go, like, everything's going to be okay. Like, we finished. Um, It's like a closeout. But I still felt like this song also slapped. And I was just, like, along for the ride hand dancing, even though it was, like, a little slower than number seven. I just, I was still feeling it. Well, like... I think it kind of <laughs> tricks you into thinking it's going to be a lull down song. Because, like, the first part is very, like, Da-da. it's almost almost a little lullaby at first. Yeah. You know, like, it, it really, yeah. like, pops off. I really like this outro. It's super well done and, like, really crescendos into the song that I think really, really is great. Also, you see, like, a more romantic aspect. Yeah, I completely agree with everything. Uh, I really like this intro and outro a lot. I feel like they obviously fit it perfectly because they're original to it. But not all original anime OPs and outros are great. And this one, these really are. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's then talk about who else could have done a good job with these by moving to our segment. What modern contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Noel, why don't you kick us off with number seven? Yeah. Um. So I thought The Used would probably do a really great job, specifically any of their songs from In Love and Death. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same vibe, same sound, same random escalations. They would They would kill it. That's the answer. The I used. think the used is a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal answer. I obviously really like the used. It's a big point of contention on this podcast because Skylar does not like the used. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's not that I hate them. It's just I don't really care about them except for Bird in the Worm and not Taste of Ink. You're just a I mean, wrong that's person. That's fine. I'm not referencing either of those songs for specifically this. PJ always <laughs> is just like, how do you not like Taste of Ink? It's such a good song. Um, Regardless, uh, Skylar, who did you pick? Did I not give myself enough time to choose this? Yes, because I was living in the moment every time I was listening to both these songs. Of course. Who would I like to hear do it? Not necessarily who would be perfect, but especially because they do have a lot of talking. I know that it's more rap, but they do have a lot of talking in some of their songs, which I love. I would pay a lot of money to hear My Chemical Romance do this song. Yeah, I totally, totally could see My Chemical Romance doing it. I I really struggled with this one. Uh, the band I ended up going with was... This was also... I was very torn. I was originally going to go Avenged Sevenfold, but I feel they're a little too hard for this. I went with Il Nino. Okay. All right. I'm less familiar with Il Nino, but Avenged Sevenfold. I mean, I I hear it. El Nino is my final answer. (laughs) Yeah, I usually like don't come into these this confident, but I still stand by. The used used is in fact the best choice for this. The used is a great answer. My chemical romance is a good answer. (laughs) You know, we're we we have some options here. They're all same general genre and and era, though. I almost went with Taken Back Sunday. Oh, um, no. Yeah, I know. That's why I didn't go with it. <laughs> I like My Chemical Romance better than that. Well, yeah. That's why I went with it. <laughs> Let's move to our outro song. So our outro song was obviously Tiny Light. Uh, Noel, who did you pick for that? So this is a flex. And I just need you guys to bear with me. Um, so listening to it, I couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint... Um, what it was that felt so familiar when the song kind of starts like heating up and she just gets a little bit more intense. And then all of a sudden it hit me and it reminded me of the Disneyland holiday fireworks, Believe in Holiday Magic, where it's like 
soft and calming, but then she gets really into like believe in holiday magic. Like this is a thing. And that was performed by Kelly Coffey. I don't think any of her other works really do well for that. But I'm just saying it's pretty much a fireworks show at Disneyland. So I mean, Eden Espinosa could also do a good job. Like, I agree specifically with that song, but I feel um, it's very formulaic for Disney because, like, you were saying that and the whole time I was singing, the wonderful world of color, because it does, like, the <laughs> slow and then the huge build. So Yeah, that, but that's kind like of like it. the outro. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> the outro. Every Disney show. <laughs> every Disney well, yeah, show. I was going to say fireworks show, but I guess World of Color is like waterworks. With Oh, they yep. have fire there. I don't know. Yep. I just say. Very, very good choice. I totally see it. Uh, I went, I did a lot of research for this because it's such a unique sound. Anytime we have, and this is actually a, a thing that we've had a few times where they have the main female character voice actress do the outro song. And it's always a unique sound because you know, they have a very unique voice. And you probably feel more connected to the voice actress, too. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of research. I went through a lot of artists until I landed on one that just felt right uh, after listening to a few songs from their discography. And it was a discography I was not familiar with before doing the research. I went with Emma Bunton. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, like, I'm not like super familiar with her as like just her. I really appreciate all the work you did into it. I hear what you mean, and I really like that. I think that is a very thoughtful answer. Yeah, if you're ever like in the mood to listen to a somewhat similar song to this, highly recommend Emma Bunton, former Spice Girl, Baby Spice, and then follow it up with Fireworks Show, and then <laughs> listen to a Fireworks Show. Skylar, watch you run us out here. Okay, so I was going to go with Cascada because she has that kind of like what Noelle said where it starts pretty low and then you go into like that high energy and that's like every song of hers except for her cover of Truly Deeply Madly. Truly Madly Deeply. Well, I always fuck that up. <laughs> My way is better. No, it's not. I just have a shit memory. But I think I... Okay, so if you know, you know. I think Poppy could do a great job because she could literally do any genre. And I she has that really soft, sweet voice. And she can make it do anything no i think poppy i think poppy would do a good job uh, i do feel like poppy um typically doesn't sing this but i could totally see poppy singing this because as you say poppy is insanely versatile um which honestly maybe makes her like a cheat code answer because she literally has like every genre under her belt <laughs> i was just thinking of her singing um the all the things she said by uh tattoo so good I'm not familiar with this Poppy. I'll have to take oh, a listen. I actually think you'd oh, really like Poppy Noel. Noel. <laughs> oh my God. It is an experience. An experience, a Poppy experience. It's complicated and beautiful. After going through a very successful and very well done music selection round, um, we're going to take a quick break to watch some additional clips, get some additional context, and see what Noel thinks after all of that. So stay tuned, everybody. All right, we're back. We had Noel watch some additional clips, see some additional context, see some additional spirits, some additional sad moments, some additional hilarious moments. Let's do all of that. Noel, tell me, what do you think about Toilet Bound Hanako-kun? I love it. And I was frankly already sold after two episodes in. I was like, where is this going? So to see some additional clips, I definitely am intrigued. I started watching the two episodes just to get the context for the show uh, and see how what I thought. And then 
immediately, like Skylar said earlier in the episode, I was like, we've got to watch this. We blazed through it, watched all 12 episodes. Skylar continued with the manga. It's just such a good story. It's so well told. I love the art. I love the characters. I love everything about this. I just love it so much. It's so good. Tell me, Noel, you saw a few other characters, but throughout everything, uh, the show and the context, did you end up with a favorite character? Hanako is my favorite as of now. That might change once I meet more people, but yeah, I think it's him. Yeah, Kaneko is so funny, so interesting, so mysterious, so sexy. <laughs> I was like, if you don't say sexy, PJ. <laughs> it's it's kind of sexy. It's kind of sexy. Skylar, who's your favorite? I hate going with main characters, but honestly, it is um, Hanako as well. Hanako uh, is great. I love Hanako. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something I did similar to in my Inuyasha episode where I'm going to go with a duo that I love together because together they are the best part of this anime, which is my Mitsuko, which is Mitsuba and Ko. I love Mitsuba and Ko so much. No, he's such a cutie. Uh, Do I have uh, mixed feelings about him? Of course I do. And not because he does anything bad or anything. I just get like, I like the attention Ko gives to Yoshiro. So like his attention with Mitsuba, I'm just like, a little jealous. Yeah, I lo- but I mean, Ko, I was, it's probably, if I had to pick a singular character, it's probably just Ko. But Mitsuko is really where it's at. <laughs> well, all right. So we have your big thoughts. We have your favorite character. And now I kind of uh, posit to you, I- I'm sorry to break this to you, Noel, but you are a ghost. Okay. I don't know when you passed uh, or how it happened, but um, I think there's a way that we can maybe make it so that you can be a, a person again. And, you know, you can live your life as normal. And I think that's by spreading a rumor about you. You know, in honor of the ultimate rumor spreader, the podcaster in this show, uh, I will be the podcaster spreading a rumor about you. So let me tell you the story about Noelle, the podcast guest. Rumor is that she doesn't know that she has a spirit and walks through this world aimlessly as if she were a normal person. But if she were to answer one very important question, she would come back to life. You just have to know what the question is. Now that I've spread the rumor, I can tell you, certainly I know what the question is. So are you ready to come back to life, Noel? All right, yeah, I'll come back to life. The question you have to answer to come back to life is, Noel, will you keep watching Toilet Bound Hanako-kun? I will. Am I alive? You are now alive, <laughs> and we love to see it. I'm glad you're back to life. I'm glad you're going to get to experience all these exciting new things coming down the road for you as an alive person. And I'm just excited that you like this anime because I love it. And that means we have a kawaii success in the book, two for two, for Best of 2020 Month. Again, if we don't end up with a five for five, that's just something wrong with y'all. <laughs> I mean, Noelle was Evanescence because uh, she was brought back to life. Ah, a foreshadow here because while we have a Kawhi success in the book, that's not where this episode ends. Because it's time for Is There an AMV for That? AMV, anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? All right, Noelle, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist to Toilet Bound Hanako kun. Can I give you two? Can I have two submissions for this? I, I will one. say you get to pick which one you think is probably most accurate, and you get to have a a pity reroll if you get uh, if you don't get that. I'll accept it. I was raised on consolation prizes. <laughs> my first, 
My first one is going to be Grace Kelly by Mika. Oh, that would be really cute. And if, if it does exist. Throw back to last week's episode where we referenced Mika. Oh, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sorry. Wow. Oh, okay. I no, am joking. a I'm slow fan, listener. But anyways, the song is about like <laughs> changing yourself so someone will like you. Like I can be this. I can be brown. I can be blue. I can be violet sky. I can be whatever you want. And that was uh, kind of what I felt like what was happening. We're adjusting ourselves for boys. Unfortunately, we have no envy to Grace Kelly or any Mika song for that matter. That's fair. So that is a big zero pointer. But you said I could Noah. try again. So we will give Noelle a pity re-roll here. Won't Woo! count for uh, the points, but we'll count for the honor in your heart. It'll okay. be ghost points. Well, fine. I don't think that this one exists either. I liked it because it actually reminded me of the sound design. Um, it was My Oh My by Aqua. Oh. Yeah, that little piano. My, oh my. Yeah beginning and then there's like are you coming to save me do you know aqua was the first uh cd i ever bought myself with money and i made my mom go to three different targets because like their second cd had come out so their first one was a little hard to find they didn't just immediately go on sale like they do nowadays (laughs) (laughs) no we had to work for our music (laughs) Uh, unfortunately that uh even your pretty points uh couldn't save you i don't get a point for knowing it wouldn't exist (laughs) (laughs) 0.5 we might get that later but unfortunately (laughs) nothing as of now i will say uh as is the new tradition if we get a zero pointer i will let you know what the top three songs were that you could have potentially guessed um so we have play date by melanie martinez of course oh because it is a super new anime we have mad hatter by melanie martinez so melanie Martinez is the safest bet you could have gone with for this anime. And, oh my god, Dollhouse by Melanie Martinez. Lots of Melanie Martinez Honest, as we go we, through this. Dollhouse is such a good song. So is Playdate. Dollhouse, Dollhouse was my AMV choice for uh, another. Yep. I don't know who Melanie Martinez is. There was no way I was going to win this. <laughs> As we said that you would like uh, Poppy, I also think you would like Melanie Martinez. Yes. Non-Melanie Martinez, though, uh, one that's on here that I love as an honorable mention is Line Without a Hook by Ricky Montgomery. Shut the fuck up. I don't know that one either. I clearly can't play this game. (laughs) Banana fish lovers. Throwback to the Banana Fish episode. Check out our another episode. Check out our Banana Fish episode. And check out a potential for Noelle to still get one point. Because, Noelle, it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus round. Is there an AMV to Evanescence Bring Me to Life for Toilet Bound Hanako-kun? Noelle, why don't you tell me? Do you think it'll exist? Yes. Yes, I do. It's Evanescence and it's about being brought back to life. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop... A series of sentences here. So wait for all of them before you react. So fun fact, there is no AMV to Toilet Hanako-kun to Evanescence's Bring Me to Life. But that does not mean that there is not representation for Toilet Brown Hanako-kun in Evanescence's Bring Me to Life. Because I will count this for a point because Jesus Christ, this is amazing. Someone has made a mashup to the number seven intro song and Evanescence's Bring Me to Life called Bring Hanako-kun to Life. Fucking send it to me right now. PJ, you better fucking send that to me. Copy that link and share Which it to me. Which I will 100% account as a point because the point of this section is to say if the vibes fit and clearly someone felt the vibes fit so well that they made a mashup i love mashups 
They're great. We didn't walk away with a, fa- a flat goose egg this week. Uh, we did end up with one point for Noel, a one-pointer, a Kawhi success in the book, and uh, just a phenomenal time. Thank you, as always, Noel, for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It is always a great time. I love it. Yeah, again, thank you, Noel, so much for coming on. Uh, we had such a good time. I hope you had a good time, but I also hope our listeners had a good time. I hope you guys had a fun time, a toilet-bound time, a kind of sexy time. But until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. And I've been Noel. Go Kokushi? <laughs> kind of sexy. <laughs> kind of sexy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, bye go. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawhi Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. 